Hello, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Fail Succeed. We are joined, of course, by H. Hello, H. Hi, Dom. How are you doing? Now, H, we're going to get straight into this. Yep. So our fail this week, H, is a story in the news about a fertility paradox in the male quest for beauty, Hmm. okay? So this is men who are trying to make themselves more attractive to the opposite sex by doing things like taking steroids to get themselves in better shape, taking anti-baldness medication. In fact, the side effects of both of those things is to make them infertile. And it is now known as the Mossman-Pacey paradox after these two scientists. And it is quite ironic, right? They're trying to make themselves more attractive to the opposite sex, but the impact of that is that they can't have kids because all their sperm is being killed. Yeah. Have you ever taken either of those things? I tried regain at one point to try, and when I started noticing that my hair was going, but I just couldn't keep up. It just made me feel a bit weird. But what, you mean you actually felt a bit weird in your body or... I just I don't generally like putting chemicals of that sort on my body or in my body, and so um, a it didn't do anything. B it just yeah, just I remember feeling just a bit weird. But they're actually tablets, are they? Cream or liquid that you put on your scalp. But yeah, it didn't do anything, and just I just felt a bit weird standing there rubbing stuff into my scalp to try and get more hair. I think that what's incredible here is that this is a is an actual piece of evidence that shows that in an attempt to uh, attract a mate we're actually fundamentally going against our evolutionary imperatives. We're actually making ourselves less able to have kids. That's quite a strange paradox. We're making ourselves evolutionary duds in the pursuit of beauty, which I think is uh, another indication as to why the human race is essentially going to wipe itself out eventually, which may be no bad thing. It's like Gaia theorists in a way. It's almost as if the world is, uh, nature is gradually through our own, uh, is getting rid of us through our own stupidity. Our vanity is actually what's essentially uh, ultimately going to mean that the world recovers because we wipe ourselves out through our own stupidity. It's like what Brian Cox says. He, he, He says that the reason why we haven't encountered alien life is not because there isn't any, but it's because no advanced civilization actually gets to the um, technological point at which they can um, cross the stars and encounter other species because there's a natural progression in an intelligent species that means it will wipe itself out through its own avarice and its own consumption before it gets to a point where it is uh, scientifically capable of creating interstellar travel. Pretty interesting. So in the the steroids case just to explain this steroids anabolic steroids mimic the effect of testosterone so that increases muscle growth right and the way that works is that they fool the brain's pituitary gland into thinking the testes are going into overdrive so the glands then shut down the production of two hormones fsh and lh which are the key hormones that drive the production of sperm yeah there's absolutely no evidence here that's saying going to the gym and keeping in shape no. is a bad thing no but it's, it's 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 putting chemicals into your body to try and make yourself look better is a bad idea yeah exactly but i mean as if we didn't know that already right yeah well that's that's the fail this week the fertility paradox so um if you're taking all these chemical supplements maybe think twice about that okay h we're moving on now to our success Quite an extraordinary story, this one. I mean, lots to lots to digest here, so let's get into it. This is the story of a schoolboy in Cumbria called Kasper Krautzer, who's 13, who in February was uh, paddling in the River Eden in Cumbria. Because of how cold it was, I think he went into shock and then he fell into the water and he was, uh, was in a coma for... How long was he in a coma? Three weeks. So he was in a coma for three weeks and nothing was waking him up. 
until his mother brought in his favorite Lynx deodorant and sprayed it, and and he woke up. I'm a bit skeptical about this story. Dom, I mean, let's yep. face it. If anything was going to rouse you from a coma, it would be the intense whiff of a, a Lynx deodorant. I mean, that, that stuff, to put it in perspective, that stuff is designed to make teenage boys smell better. It, it's powerful stuff. Andy, you're right. I mean, it is the, the, the fragrance of choice for teenage boys. Yeah. I find it hard to believe that the hospital allowed them to spray a deodorant in intensive care. They, they must clean the boy during when he's in a coma as well. So a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a lynx pep is no bad thing. The boy said once he was you know, out of his coma, he said, uh, I will continue to wear it now, always. It's my lucky charm. I'd say let's wait to see what your girlfriend says about that when you hit your 30s, pal. Is that what happened to you, H? Did your oh, girlfriend say you've got to start wearing links now? I'll be honest. I, I kind of figured that out for myself. I know some lads in their 30s who still use it. And I'm always astonished by that because I think the general consensus. Really? From, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the general consensus amongst girls is that links is not something that an adult male wears. No, it's pretty sickly sweet, right? Well, especially Lynx Africa, which was my weapon of choice back in the day. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> might, have gone through a, might have gone through a Lynx Alaska phase as well, but I settled on Africa in the end. Amazing. But I'm actually surprised you used deodorant. I don't mean that because you smell, but I thought because, you know, you're a bit of a, a green, eco-friendly guy, I thought maybe you'd use like a, a, a birch leaf or something and rub that <laughs> under your armpit. <laughs> If I, yeah, I think you're, I mean, it's, it's a fair point. And obviously I, when I, I came off aerosols a long time ago, I still occasionally use a, a, a deodorant stick, but uh, every time I look at the plastic in my uh, toiletry cabinet, I do, uh, I think I'm getting closer and closer to a birch stick, Dom, I'll be honest. H, you presumably at some point, again, when you run out of that, you're going to move on to something a little bit more eco-friendly. Or I'm going to rub some cinnamon sticks under my arms. Maybe that'll, uh, that'll Ooh, do Oh, nice. But yeah, so, so good old Casper and his, uh, and his Lynx deodorant. It, he, it looks like in the photos, by the way, that he is auditioning for a Lynx advert, the way he's holding it and spraying it. Well, I'm surprised I, I couldn't see anything online to suggest that Lynx had come out and uh, given him an endorsement. I thought he'd get a lifetime supply now, but um, we'll see. Yeah, positive story there. Casper brought out of his coma. Now, H, we're moving on to um, what people are increasingly listening to the podcast exclusively for, which is your tales. So kind of you to say. I, I mean, I don't believe it. I just don't believe it. But yeah, this is the story of what H learnt uh, on his travels around the world. So H, take it away. What have you got for us? It's, I think this is quite a good one. Uh, it's quite a good uh, good saying anyway. But I, I was in Tasmania this January, um, mm-hmm. as I think you remember. And uh, I don't actually. Oh, well, I was. I was in Tasmania this January because my friend Brett Charger, who is a... Uh, <laughs> what's funny about that? My Brett friend, Charger. Yeah. Sounds like a supporting character in a Smokey and the Bandit film. Well, be that as it may, Brett Charger is a real person and he is in fact a zoologist over there. Um, really? Yeah, because um, basically what had happened was somebody had uh, identified, some unidentified scat had been sighted in the Savage River National Park. Um, I don't know scat? Scat? Scat, animal droppings, animal right, feces. Yeah. Some unidentified scat had been sighted in the Savage River National Park in kind of central Tasmania. And he very kindly invited me to come on an expedition with him. Um, because How did you know each other? Oh, we've known each other for years. Uh, we went to university together. Yeah, yeah. He kindly invited me to come with him on an expedition. So is Brett from Tasmania originally? Yeah. So he invited me on this expedition with him because there was an outside chance that this scat 
uh, might have come from the thylacine, which obviously has been extinct since the 30s. Are you aware of, the, you know what the thylacine is? I am not aware. Please enlighten me. Thylacine is kind of like a medium to large sized dog with a pouch and uh, tiger stripes, often known as the Tasman a tiger. I don't know if you've heard it by that name. No, I've heard of the Tasmanian devil. Yeah, I think they're related, but this is um, it's the Tasman tiger or thylacine went extinct in the 30s. And as I said, it's like a medium to large sized dog. Um, with a pouch, tiger stripes, incredible looking animal. But uh, yeah, so this was obviously an incredible, incredible revelation that potentially there was a, a, a living population of thylacine in the Savage uh, River National Park. So we searched for days for this thing, but alas, we found nothing to indicate the presence of the thylacine. So I was pretty dejected um, when the initial excitement had turned to disappointment. But Buck was upbeat as ever. Buck? Uh, Brett, Brett. <laughs> Uh, Brett was upbeat as ever, uh, and he said to me... Why did me, you call him Buck? Huh? Why did you call him Buck? Oh, uh, no, I was clearing my throat. Okay. Yeah, Sorry, carry on. Horrible cold. Anyway, yeah. uh, Brett was upbeat as ever, and he said to me, keep your eyes on the sun, and you won't see the shadows. Okay. I think that's really nice. Look up and keep going, and you won't notice the bad things that happen so much. Is that because you'd be dazzled by the brightness of the sun? Could be. I just think it's because you're just you're just looking up. You're looking at the brightness. You feel the warmth on your face, just plowing forward, and you're not looking at the dark things around you. Whilst you were telling that story, I did just quickly look up a thylacine. Yeah, uh, quite quite an incredible beast. Yeah. Uh, what I noticed as well is that they are um, uh, typically thirty kilograms. Yeah. And that just reminded me of when we discussed the guy who strangled a cougar. Yeah. Was that the story? Anyway, we just got one of the stories we discussed, and you said that you were pretty comfortable with the idea that you could take down any animal that was 40 kilos. Yeah. And I pointed out that a hyena was 40 kilos, and you slightly sort of, you know, yeah. you started hedging your bets a bit. Yeah. But, so the thylacine, that's a quarter, weighs a quarter less than that at yeah. 30 kilos. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty fearsome looking beast. What do you reckon? Could you take a thylacine down with your bare hands? I'm pretty confident against the thylacine, I'll be honest. I just wouldn't do it. What, what's, if it attacked you? Yeah, I wouldn't do it. So what would you do? You'd, you'd be eaten by it? No, I would just submit it. What do you mean? You'd put it in a chokehold or something? If I find a thylacine, which has been extinct since the 30s, the last thing I'm going to do is kill it. Yeah, <laughs> All right, all right. But you didn't have to kill it. Do you think you could... Uh, I could make it yield. Do you think you could? Yeah. And you do that presumably by sort of choking it or something? Yeah, I would jump on top of its back and I would, <laughs> and I would choke it. I would, I would probably hold its snout shut with, with one hand. Yeah. And then I'd cover its nose. I know that's it. Yeah, I'd, I'd, hold, its, I'd hold its jaws shut with one hand yeah. and then I'd, I'd cover its nose... <laughs> with the other. Well, you, it... you wouldn't stick two fingers up at each nostril. Well, that could work, but yeah. I don't really like getting bogey on my fingers. So, um... <laughs> well, on that note, uh, let's let's leave it there. As ever, H, you've taught me and the listeners something very useful. I will let you go. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, and we'll see you all next week. Goodbye. <laughs>